anxiety hacks, proven techniques, tools, and tips to calm this. Listen with therapist and author Kate Hudson-Hall as she chats with professionals who share with us excellent ways to calm your anxious behaviours. For more help to relieve your anxiety, check out her exceptional book, Anxiety Hacks, on Amazon. Hello and welcome to Anxiety Hacks, the podcast, where we explore practical strategies, expert insights and personal stories to help you conquer your anxiety and find relief. So I'm your host, Kate Hudson-Hall, and in each episode, we'll dive into various techniques and resources to help you support your journey towards a, a greater well-being. So joining us today is, is Carolyn Wallace, a psychotherapist, spiritual director, and archetypal consultant with almost 20 years of experience in guiding individuals through transformation. Caroline specializes in helping spiritual women transform their relationship with fear, empowering them to embrace unapologetic, radiant confidence. Drawing from her expertise in archetypal consulting, psychology, spirituality, and holistic practices, Caroline offers practical tools and wisdom to help you navigate anxiety. Her extensive background includes a 500-hour yoga teacher certification from the renowned Thrive Palu Center for Yoga and Health, as well as certifications as a Shake Your Soul dance teacher and a Reiki master. Through engaging conversations, we'll uncover the connections between mindfulness, movement, energy, and emotional well-being, providing you with actionable steps to alleviate anxiety and cultivate inner peace. So, Carolyn, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great. Thank you. Oh, so we were just talking before we kept, we, we, we begun um, about anxiety, and you were saying how you have had a real difficult time with anxiety over the years. Did you want to yes, I'm someone, I'm someone who knows knows ang- the experience of having anxiety well. Yes, yeah. So I have based my based my life and work around um, sort of calming myself down, and then in so doing, I can help others also now to calm themselves, calm their nervous systems down. Yes, yeah. And so for you, you know, your anxiety journey. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Well, it started obviously in childhood. I mean, I've just someone who's always had some high anxiety, which turned into a full-blown panic disorder by the time I was 14. So I've really had a difficult time. And, you know, over the years, I've gotten much better as I've become a professional, as I've, you know, been in different social circles that have been supportive and affirming You know, I've done a lot of healing work, some good therapist on my own. But then when I discovered archetypal work, I realized there were even more resources available to me and um, really taking on, taking on the energy of certain archetypes has significantly improved my capacity, not just to manage my own anxiety, but then to really support and lead other people into doing it as well. 
So for the listeners, um, could you explain to them about archetypes? If then, you know, maybe yeah, well, my training, it comes from um, Carolyn Mace, the renowned um, spiritual teacher. Her She wrote a book called Sacred Contracts. And so that's where I uh, learned about this modality for healing. So this all comes from her program. My certification comes from her um, archetypal consulting program called, I think her her organization is called CMED, the Carolyn Mace Educational Development Program. So that's where my certification comes from. Um, and she talks about the four survival archetypes, which are archetypes that all of us have. There are four archetypes that we all have. And they're the victim, the child, the prostitute, and the saboteur. So what I started noticing is that when I am feeling anxious in a certain situation, the archetypes that are most prominent for me in those situations are generally the victim and the child. I feel like I'm powerless against some outside force, you know, and unable to protect myself, which is also something a child might feel, right? So what you do, if you're feeling those archetypes, there is a path forward for each of those four survival archetypes to step into Uh, The light side of the archetypes is what we call it instead of the shadow side. So if the victim is feeling powerless, like there's some unseen force that's keeping them down, that's not allowing them to be happy, that's stronger than they are, the child archetype might also embody that. What we need to do in that case is take on a warrior type of energy. A warrior energy has boundaries, very strong boundaries, becomes sort of the adult in the situation and says, wait a minute, I'm not going to allow this anxiety or this outside situation to to control my life. I'm going to take back control. I'm going to have boundaries around this. Or if you're more embodying the child archetype, I don't know how, I don't know how to, you know, get around this thing that's a, that's. I don't have the power in my life to overcome this anxiety, this situation. You need to take on something we call a sovereign energy. And the sovereign is simply an adult with the maturity to say, you know, to have that outlook to say, okay, I'm, I'm really embodying a childlike energy right now. And if I were going to step into my true mature adulthood, what would things look like then? And to, and to practice what that would look like as an adult with power who can make choices about their life and have their life turn out the way they would like it to be. Yeah. So that yeah. is how I use those. Those are just two examples. There's so many others, but examples of how I, when I'm feeling anxious, I say, oh, who's leading here? Who has the authority? Is my victim or my child leading here? Do they have the authority right now? Or can, and, and if so, how can I let the warrior the uh, guardian of self-esteem is the fullest light of the uh, victim archetype. So why don't we let them have some authority instead? And what would that feel like if they were running the show? Fascinating. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was fascinating. Um, And what about if you were to ask yourself a question like that and you didn't know what the answer was? A question like who has the authority? Yeah. Okay, well... If you're feeling anxious and there's something very specific that's making you anxious, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a financial problem or a problem with your partner or there's something going on. Most of the time for people with anxiety, and I can speak I can speak for people with anxiety, is that they feel like they don't quite have the power to protect themselves or to protect the people they love in a certain situation. 
So that's a very disempowered state. So when you were in a disempowered state, the authority in your life is coming from is coming from your disempowered state or you're giving your power over to something that that you believe is oppressing you. That's what, like who has the authority is the is the if there's someone saying um, making you anxious, if there's a financial situation that's looming over your head, then maybe that has the power over you. That seems to have the authority. So what we want to do is take our power back and say, no, I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to be the sovereign in my life. I'm going to have boundaries around this. I have tools to help me think about how I'm going to how I'm going to handle the situation you know, what would an empowered person do? What would a person who has sovereignty over their life do? So and they, they would be the tools. You would ask yourself further questions. You would ask yourself, yes, just to become conscious of your thought patterns. It's important to become conscious of, are you feeling disempowered? Are you feeling like you don't quite have the tools you need? Is there some outside force that's bigger than you? That's like sort of in air quotes, making you feel this way. And if that's the case, what what power do you have? What authority do you have to turn that around? It's a lot of times the boundaries that we need to have are not really around some outside force, although that's most definitely can happen. But a lot of times they're around our own thought patterns. Mm, what if you told your thought pattern, I am not going to allow myself to walk through the rest of this day feeling like a victim, for example. I think, you know... Um... For a lot of people, especially, you know, since COVID, it's difficult for people to even some people to even venture out the front door or even, you know, just be going out to the grocery store or to wherever, you know, that can cause all sorts of, you know. So some people like with a yeah, they're afraid to venture out. So if someone were coming to me with that situation, I would ask them what they would like to have in their life. Like, what's the vision for the life they would like to be living? What do they see themselves? What What would they like to do? Would they like to be able to go to the grocery store whenever they feel like it, for example? And if that's the case, then we would. I would probably start with the survivor archetypes, although everyone has um, a multitude of archetypes that are, you know, the four we all have in common, but then there's eight others that each person has that are different. Right. So, I mean... This is a hypothetical is person. I would just work with those four. But uh, I would say, how do we go from your disempowered states, from your victim, from your child, from the prostitute, from the saboteur? And, you know, each of those survival archetypes, according to Carolyn Mace, has a path forward from the shadow to the light. And we work with each one and maybe lay out exercises or journaling of how to step more into the light every day, do something toward the light um, and, and a more empowered stance, a more confident stance than what they have. I can give, I can give a further example if that would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be great. Okay. So if someone is afraid to go out to the grocery store because COVID has gotten them all, you know, worked up and afraid of germs or just they've been inside for too long. Yeah. And, you know, I would say picture, picture who you would like to be and how you would like to feel in your body. So if they would like to feel like someone who can stand tall and, you know, take a walk or ride their bike to the grocery store, what needs to happen to get yourself from here to there. So 
you know, for example, the 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 saboteur archetype is the is the is the in the shadow the archetype who wants to keep your keep yourself safe, right? Like all yes. these archetypes are here because we had to survive our childhood somehow. So if the saboteur, if if you say, okay, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to ride my bike to the grocery store, and then the saboteur that morning says, oh, you know what? It's it's just really not a good idea. You know, I might catch a cold. I might run into somebody. You know, gives you all the reasons why the things you need to do. Uh, the things you really want to do is really not such a good idea after all. That's the saboteur in action. Yeah. So uh, what I would say was the light side of the saboteur is called the guardian of choice. So what is one small choice you might be able to make today to get you one step closer to your goal? So if you were going to ride your bike to the grocery store and you were having all kind of thoughts about all of a sudden why that's a bad idea, then what's one act of courage you could take maybe it's going out to to the garage to making sure there's air in your bike tires even if that's just the first thing that you do and you don't get to the grocery store at all and then the next day what's the next thing maybe practice riding your bike around the block you know and then the next day and so you're just making small choices every day until you develop the courage that you need to do the thing that you want to do yeah so I have a question. So um, you practiced as a psychotherapist and then you kind of moved into this field and you find that this field's so much more beneficial working with the archetypes. Well, I think it's different. I wouldn't say necessarily more beneficial. I mean, psychotherapy is, is deeply, profoundly important. And I'm very, very glad there are psychotherapists out there who are committed to that path. And, and I also am committed to that path. Psychotherapy is a lot more about untangling the knots of the past and kind of getting into deep trauma, being a voice or being the the receptor of compassionate witness to some stories that people are holding. I mean, very, very important work. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, you know, my question is, so it's interesting that you're venturing sort of into this pathway and incorporating that into your work. Right. That, well, that was what, the reason, the question, really. Well, archetypal consulting, I believe, takes you to the next level. Like, what is the possibility and the potential for your life? What What is the vision that you have? And how can we get you to move into the vision? It's less about untangling the past and more about what are the patterns you see? How can you step into the divine patterns that are laid out for your life within the archetypes that you have that you have identified as yours in this lifetime. Mm. It's 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 similar but different work. And I'm very, very excited about the, I love words, potential and possibility and divinity and the light side of things. And that just seems to be where my career is shifting to. Yeah, but yeah. not necessarily more beneficial one over the other. Yes, yeah, so it's sort of incorporating the two. Yeah, it's also sometimes when people are kind of they've done spent some time in therapy, they're ready for the next thing, the next level, the next level up. And this might be a good choice for them. If you've been in therapy for a while, you sort of understand where your shadow patterns come from, you understand your past, and you're really ready to step into the next level of empowerment. Those are the people I think that might truly benefit from um, some work with a spiritual director or an archetypal consultant. Yeah, yeah. And so 
Um, you you have you, you did mention before that you have a um, a free meditation that would. Um... Yeah. So if you go to my website, which is yourradiantlife.net, there will be um, an option for signing up for a free meditation that I've developed. It's both in you can do it uh, written or or audio, and it's called unleashing unleash your inner diva. And it, what it does is for people like me who sometimes need to be reminded how to stand tall, how to stand in your power. It's prompts all the way through. If you were gonna, if you were gonna take on a, the persona of a diva, for example, well, what does a diva do? The diva is very confident in herself. The diva walks into a room and knows she owns the room. She knows all of her ideas are the best ones. So people just may as well not waste time and just listen to her in the first place. You know, like taking on an attitude like that, there's an air of nobility about her. There's an air of uh, not putting up with people who would dominate her time with foolishness or immaturity. And, you know, if we can get anyone to step into embodying that kind of power, there's much less room for self-doubt and anxiety in a case like that. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. And imagining that you're that person. And what she would be thinking and feeling. And feeling especially. And like practicing to take her, take that energy and go through the next couple of hours in your of your day. What would what would a diva be having for lunch? How would she pick up her children from school? You know, and just be that person for a few hours and experiment what it feels like. And when then you find yourself falling back into your old patterns, maybe of being the saboteur or the victim or the child. Um, then you can, you sort of catch yourself. You say, whoa, okay, here I am going back to my old patterns. That's okay. Happens to all of us. What do I need to do to get myself out of the old patterns and get back into the energy that I find the most empowering for myself? It's like reminders, reminders of what our potential is, reminders of what our possibility is. Yeah. Yeah. And are there any books that you would recommend for people if they were interested and they wanted to sort of find out more? Um, well, Sacred Contracts, for sure, a book written by Carolyn Mace. She's got a number of good um, of, of good books that she's written about healing and health and, and wellness, um, a lot of books on spirituality. One of my other favorite books is a book by Joe Dispenza called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and that book was profoundly transformative for me. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Anything by Cynthia Bourgeau. She's also another one of my favorites. Yeah, so yeah. Those are the three that I would that I would recommend people look more into if they're wanting to to get to the next level with their with their confidence, with their voice, with their spirituality. Excellent, excellent. Oh, it's fascinating. Fascinating. So, um, and are you on um, you know, Facebook, Instagram? Can people find you there? I'm not on Instagram quite yet, although maybe by the time the podcast drops, I will be by then. I am on Facebook. My Facebook page is called Your Radiant Life with Carolyn Wallace. And I have all of my past podcast episodes on there. My blog is on there. Um, all of the workshops that I'm doing, both in person and online, are posted there as well. And what workshops are you doing? Well, I'm doing... Um, Right now, I'm doing a workshop called Start Playing Big, Harness the Power of Archetypes to Elevate Your Confidence, Mind, and Life. 
And I'm doing that in various uh, yoga studios that are just local to my area. I live in Western Massachusetts. Oh, and I'm going to start doing them online as well, sort of expand my audience a little bit. Yeah. If, you, if anybody nice. wanted to get on my mailing list, you do that through my website, and uh, then you'll know what, what's coming, what, what events are coming up. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Fascinating. I, yeah, really fascinating. So, Carolyn, well, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Kate, for having me, and all the best to you and your work, too. I know you're providing a lot of support for people who really need it, so thank you for putting your work out there. Thank you for saying that, Caroline. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners. And before we can make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes so you never miss an episode. And if you get a moment, it'd be great if you could leave us a review also on whatever platform you listen. So thank you to everybody for listening. And I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Anxiety Hacks, the podcast. If you've been affected by anything discussed in this presentation and would like further information, please go to katehudson-hall.com. That's katehudson-hall.com.